Start the party, Dan. Oh no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said. But now I've got proof that you read it. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode 116. And uh, I'm John. I'm Stefan. And Stefan, it is still sweeps month here at Blocked Party. All February, we've got great guests, great bonus episodes. As opposed to the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah, the rest of the year, shit guests, terrible episodes. But for one month, we strap on our big boy pants and we, uh, we get it going. And speaking of big guests, our guest this week, super happy to have him on the show. And I know that a lot of our listeners are very excited about it because we announced this guest ahead of time. We don't normally do that. But we said this episode's coming out and people are very excited. A very funny comedian, the creator and star of Corner Gas and Corner Gas Animated. Brent Butt is here. Hi, Brent. Hi, Brent. Hello. That's a lot of pressure. I didn't know there would be, uh, you were getting the word out to this. Did you put it on the street? Is that how it goes down? Yes. It's on the street. word out on the street that uh, I'm going to be appearing and all hell breaks loose, probably. (laughs) Yeah, we've been, uh, we had a huge run of posters made. Uh, People were very confused. We didn't offer them a location where they could go. We just said, you know, Brent Butt on Blocked Party. They're like, we don't know what that is. Uh, We don't know what to do. Uh, But yeah, people are excited. That's how I feel. And I'm a guest. (laughs) I'm on the damn show. And that's how I feel. (laughs) That's right. I like your, uh, you know, I think of all the guests we've had, Stefan, I think Brent, you have the best like background setup. Absolutely, there. The, the amazing no Spider-Man pinball machine. Yeah, you got a foosball table. Ball table. My game room studio. By just just over here a little bit. Bathroom. Oh, okay. Got to have so the bathroom. This is my. This is my. Uh, I call it the game room studio. I, I like to t- tell people this is the sixty seventh floor of Sparrow Media Sparrow Media Towers, but it's really <laughs> it's a garage. But it's a it's a, a game room studio because I do a lot of AV production stuff out here. I do some editing out here. I record scratch tracks for the animated thing, so I do work out here. But it's also a bit of a playroom. I got the bar behind me, and this table that I'm sitting at is a it's my production table, but it's also a legit poker table. Whoa. Ooh. Wow. I've heard now, Brent, I mean, you can fill me in on this. I mean, I've, I've heard tell, you know, I've, I've only, I've been a comedian for 10 years in that time, you know, you've had corner gas and, and you've been very busy with that, but I've heard tell that, you know, you're a bit of a poker guy and you've hosted some, you know, some comedian poker games that, uh, I've yet to play in, but I, <laughs> I would be excited to lose my money to you, I think. Um, well, here's the thing. When you say poker guy, it, it, it depends how you're saying that because I am legitimately terrible at poker. I've played <laughs> poker consistently, like pretty consistently from by the time I was 16. I do not understand the game at all. <laughs> I like, so I'm, you know, in my mid fifties. So how long is that? I've been playing the, let's say almost 40 years. I've been playing poker fairly regularly. 
I still reference that card, which hand beats which, you know, the one that comes with the deck. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. I, are you telling me the flush beats the straight? Because <laughs> they're all the same suit? That doesn't seem... I have an uh, internal conflict all the time. But I enjoy it very, very much because mainly it's an excuse... Mainly it feels like a throwback to another time somehow. Um and, you know, there's tobacco and booze and cussing and it's all my funny buddies and we hang out for hours and we tell stories. And, you know, how much money I win or lose is very uh, unimportant to the whole thing. But I'll tell you this. Here's poker. Here's my, You want to hear my poker theory? Yeah. Yes. You can do all right at poker provided you have an accurate assessment of your abilities. You only get into trouble with poker if you're um, not as good as you think you are or you're better than you think you are. In the case of the late great Erwin Barker, who was, he actually understood the game very well. He's very, he's a mathematic, he was a mathematical uh, whiz kid, you know. And so he, but he didn't trust himself. And I always said to him, you, you get this game. Like you, the day you start believing in your game is the day you start taking all your money. And it was exactly that. And so what did you... Go ahead, Stephen. Well, I, I was going to say I'm I'm horrible at poker too, and I feel like that works in my favor sometimes because I'll I'll make uh, a, a play or or I'll make a decision that uh, is like on its face. If you understand poker, clearly the wrong thing to do. Yeah. But players who are good at poker will be like they'll be like thrown off because yeah. I'm making such a stupid move. Yeah, it's great. It's like somebody is like somebody playing hockey, showing up with, uh, playing hockey with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell? They don't know how, you know, they can't this, deal with it. Yeah, they're this guy must know by. something that I don't. That's, it might be the clunkiest analogy I've ever attempted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think now, like, the vacuums are getting pretty, like, you could get one of those Dyson, it's like a self-contained stick in itself. I mean, yeah. you know, so you wouldn't have it trailing behind you on the ice. I mean, that's what I was picturing anyway, that you'd have, <laughs> like, old a, school. <laughs> a self-contained well no i was picturing like the new the self-contained one and not the like oh i gotta carry the bag around with me behind right. the vacuum i feel like okay. that would be much worse for hockey yeah yeah that's a bit tougher i was picturing a big like wet vac you know just one of the <laughs> like you were zambonian you go yeah. out there in between the periods <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you no, yeah that's like a very that, that's shitty the roomba the roomba is uh <laughs> is between periods that was a, that's like a very shitty movie script that gets pitched. Like he's the guy who does the vacuuming of the ice in between periods. But then what happens when the star center gets hurt? And then it like cuts to Stefan being like, I've been practicing with my vacuum. And it just shows Stefan like smacking pucks around with the vacuum. And then the puck, the puck just stays on his stick somehow. Yeah, that's the vacuum. Suck the puck. That's the name of that script. Uh, hockey suck something like that <laughs> yeah hockey sucks uh I, I'm, I mean i'm here for it yeah Stephen, we got I it think. i think yeah yeah no, i think it's absolutely. Absolutely. i'll put so, up final take draft. my money as everybody says on twitter take my money <laughs> yeah they do the we have the futurama the fry the fry gif we're we're waving the hundred dollar bills we're like let's go hockey exactly. sucks i mean yeah. <laughs> look at how i transitioned us back to social media what a pro i am that was you smooth. are a pro. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm 11 kinds of smooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of hockey, I know, Brent, you're a big hockey fan. And obviously, yeah. Stefan, you've, you know, you've had a bit of a week on, on Twitter this week as well because, um, you know, the Canucks are really fucking bad right now. Yeah, I, I, I brought back my, my hockey-specific Twitter account. Uh, and 
And I've discussed this with my with my dad, who's been a fan even longer than I have. And Seattle, we're on, we're on board. And until I mean, good riddance to you, good riddance to you. <laughs> Enjoy that fair weather. Who needs you? You got to roll up your sleeves, Stefan. God damn it! You got to get into the muck. I'm wearing a you t-shirt. You can't just though. sit back and say, "Let me know when things are going to be pleasant for me." But I know they'll never be Little pleasant Lord for me, Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> Good. Enjoy Seattle's uh, cracker team. Enjoy it. I think I think it'll be fun. I think uh, I I, you know I, I like so. I like their jerseys. I mean, I, the way I'm looking at it it's is the Sylvia Hotel logo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact. Pull up, uh, access the internet on one of your devices. All right. Look at the Sylvia Hotel logo. Yeah, it does look exactly the they same. They put as an the eyeball logo. in the Sylvia Hotel logo. Yeah, they did, and they got rid of the shield. Right? Isn't the oh. Sylvia S oh on like God. a shield? Yeah, it's exactly think, the same. Front? Yeah, yeah it's oh, exactly wow. the same. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's a nice logo. So, um, but yeah, I think um, you know, I, I think Seattle will. I'm not. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because I think they'll be good. Um, it's more just an opportunity to uh, show your start- weakness. Well, it's an opportunity to show my lack of intestinal fortitude and character. You're looking at this the wrong way. You have to. See- the message I'm trying to get across is that I'm very willy nilly in terms of what I believe or don't believe. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, look, I, 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 I mean, I, I've had some, some, some good times with, with the Canucks, obviously, and uh, mostly uh, bad times. Uh, and again, like my dad has been a fan since uh, probably the mid, the mid seventies. Um, so he's had a lot of bad times uh, compared to me. I'm, I'm pretty spoiled compared to him. Actually, I started watching in like 1999. Um but yeah, I just, I, you know, it's the opportunity to, to, to start fresh. And, and I like the idea of having a team that has no history whatsoever. You know, I think that that is a big plus for me as a, as a sports fan. You know, I mean, John is a Leafs fan. Yeah, Brent, you're, you're a big Canucks fan. People I, I, want I, a sports franchise with no history. That's what they, that's, <laughs> that's where you find the romance. <laughs> yeah, that's the best, I think. And that's, you know, goes back to our hockey suck script. I think we'll have a romance also appear out of nowhere. We won't know anything about the woman uh, yeah. or man that Stefan is interested in. Yeah. We don't know anything yep. about Stefan either. All we know is he vacuums the just two ice people, at- two people kiss at the at the end of the third act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what uh, the hell? Who's that during, now? During the riot, they're kissing, you know? Who's that? It doesn't matter who's... You know, the sweet thing about this is no history. <laughs> yeah. She just breezed in. You don't know anything about it. That's what... That's what makes the world go around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, I'm a Leafs fan, so it's obviously I don't relate to anything either of you guys are saying. It's been great for me my whole life uh, (laughs) and I'm ready to stick with it. Like, Brent, did you I mean, you're originally from from Saskatchewan. Like, how long Mm -hmm. have you been a Canucks fan for? Like since you were younger or was it once you moved out here? No, it was once I moved out here. I moved out here in 93 and they took the run of the cup in 93, 94. So I came to this city you know, at the time when it was, holy hell, it was all, all hell was breaking loose and taking that run for the cup. And, um, I wasn't, uh, a Canucks fan. I hadn't grown up a Canucks fan. Hockey Net in Canada, you know, I, half a dozen times, maybe I remember seeing the Canucks playing on TV. Um, it was always Toronto, Montreal. I, I grew up more kind of a fan of the Leafs. I think I let me rephrase that. I was a fan of Mike Palmateer. 
Okay. <laughs> I, was a, nice. I was a fat little goalie kid, so I loved goalies. <laughs> sure, I loved okay. Ken Dryden and I loved Mike Palmateer. And, um, so uh, that was the team that I pulled for, generally speaking, was the Leafs. And I lived in Toronto for about five years. Um, but when, but I didn't have any strong, you know, tie to them. And then when I came out here, um, I remember this happening probably the third year that I was living in Vancouver. I was, um, on the road with Jamie Hutchinson. We were in a hotel room. Uh, we had a show that night. So we got together in his room to watch the, the Leafs were playing the Canucks actually. And I had up to that point principally cheered for the Leafs and the Canucks scored and I cheered and it was like um it was that was the moment the realization for me is like oh this is my team <laughs> this is the one that I want to win more than any other and um so I just you know you're here you like hockey there it's the team of the town and and um I became enamored and I started, you know, I, I got into a situation where I was, I've been doing live events with the Canucks and got to know some of the guys and the staff and things like that. And we're getting a visit from my uh, dog there. Oh, oh wow. nice. Oliver just strolled in behind me. Hello, Hello. Oliver. What's up? Hi, Oliver. Looks like a good man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I like, I've been here 22 years, 22 years in August and I just couldn't, I could never latch on to the Canucks. I just couldn't do it. I've just, I mean, it, I grew up in Toronto, so it's a little bit different, I guess. Yeah, but, I get uh, that. It's hard. Yeah, it's been hard like, for I me to Like, I don't cheer grasp. for the BC Lions over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Right. Because I grew sense. up, you know, bleeding green, pretending I was George Reed. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just that, that will always be my team. But I didn't have, hockey-wise, I didn't have that same... Right. You know, if the Tisdale Ramblers made it into the NHL, <laughs> I probably would be a little drawn. I wish there was a team called the Tisdale Ramblers in the NHL. <laughs> I, I would leave the Leafs for them. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's been... Uh, so I would mean, uh, Stefan, you know, whoever, whoever comes along, whoever's the newest. <laughs> well, look, I'm under I'm under no assumption that, that the Kraken will be good or ever win anything. I think it is just a general Pacific Northwest sports thing. Um, like when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl... That was that was awesome. But then the next year they lost in literally the most heartbreaking fashion imaginable. Uh, It was just the world resetting itself. So I feel like uh, when people talk about kind of unlucky sports cities and stuff, I think the region of the Pacific Northwest is is maybe the unluckiest. If you look at Portland and Seattle and Vancouver kind of all combined together, there's there's not very much luck there sports wise. But I think it's also like if you look at the Pacific Northwest, there aren't a, it's not a ton of professional the high level professional sports franchises going on, right? It's not. Yeah, it's not, they lose them all. They leave. That's the true. Sonics yeah. leave. The Grizzlies, the Grizzlies leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've had enough. They're like, okay, good enough. We we see what it is out here, and we don't like it. We're gone. <laughs> We're out of here. Hey, so I'm going to I'm going to step aside for uh, four seconds because I got to close the door. Oliver knocked the door open. <laughs> oh my! I'll be goodness. right back. No problem. <laughs> Oliver. There we go. I'm back. Nice. Okay, great. We were just uh, again just admiring your games room while you were gone. We got a better view of the bar because then you weren't sitting there. So we're like, oh hell yeah! This okay, uh, nice. the Spider-Man game, by the way, the 1981 Gottlieb Spider-Man game. So I was, uh, when I first was setting up this room, I wanted to, I thought, I'm, I want to get a pinball machine in here. So I went down to John's Jukes on Main. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And, Classic. Um, 
So I looked around. I, they didn't my really dad have... owns that, by the way. Get out of here. <laughs> no, a, my dad's uh, name is John, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking around, and they don't really have any game that I like, except they had a Harlem Globetrotters game there that was spoken for. Somebody else had a... So the guy said to me, I guess John was his name. He said, hey, <laughs> let me know what you're looking for. What do you like? pinball-wise, and I'll keep an eye out. So I said, I like uh, sports, and I like superheroes, and I like uh, games that are kind of circa mid-70s to mid-80s. That's sort of my wheelhouse. All right, he said. About a month goes by, I get a call from him. He said, hey, we got a 1981 Gottlieb Spider-Man game. I said, holy Christmas crackers! <laughs> I probably didn't actually say that, but I said, I... <laughs> That we had that game in my hometown. So this pinball game was in uh, the bus, the back of the bus depot back in my hometown. So I used to play this as a kid. And when I got it here and fired it up, oh my God, all the old sounds that are, they're so specific. They're associated with this like two year window of my childhood. It was just such a rocket ride back in time. Every time I play this game. Is it now, do you... See, I know people who do get pinball machines in their house and stuff, and then it's cool for like a bit, and then it just kind of sits there. Like, are you an avid pinball guy? Do you play it quite a bit, or what's your what's your relationship to the machine? Yeah, I, I mean, I play it every week at least. Like, oh, okay. I mean, that's okay, really yeah, good. Absolutely. That's really good for people. Like, I, I, my high school girlfriend, her dad bought two arcade games and two pinball machines and had them in their house, and I don't know that he ever used them. I think I was the only person who ever played them. I think it was just like which one of those things. Uh, he had Contra and um, <clears throat> Contra and Street Fighter Two. I think. Oh wow! And then pinball wise, they were just kind of like generic ones. Like it, one was like a circus theme, uh, and the other one was like um, I think like a haunted house type theme or yeah, something like to, that. You have, like to have the, you have to have the branded table. I agree. I agree. But so it was just funny because I think what it was, and I think this is how a lot of people end up with arcade machines or pinball machines in their house. Unlike you, Brent, who you actually sought it out. I think what ends up happening a lot of times is it's just like a friend or who's like, oh, but you know, my buddy's closing a bar. We got these games. And then you think to yourself like, ah, oh, that'd be so sick to have in my house. I would love that. What an opportunity and then i and i think that's exactly what happened with uh with my ex's dad where it was just like a friend was like it was literally that exact situation was closing a bar or something and they were gonna sell off the games and i think he offered him a really good deal and he's like oh sure yeah i mean we'll definitely play these and he had two girls so like they and they were not into video games at all like it didn't so yeah i was just the boyfriend who was tasked with coming over and making use of the machines but <laughs> contra is like the hardest game on earth so it was like not it was like not super even when you're not paying for it you're like oh my god i'm really i'm putting a lot of imaginary quarters into this because i'm very bad and it's very difficult yeah, we had uh, my dad had like a poker table when when we were growing up, but it was it was also a bumper pool table. So you'd you'd flip the lid on it, and it was a poker table, and then you you'd take the lid off, and it was a bumper pool table. And I love bumper pool. That is that is such a fun game because it's it's pool, but you're allowed to be like very aggressive with the other person's <laughs> pool balls, and it's it's just so. Have you guys played it before, bumper pool? I don't think I, I ever haven't. have. I feel like bumper pool to me is too <clears throat> aggressive. That's why I, I've avoided <laughs> it's very aggressive. it because of the high level of aggression involved. I've, I've avoided it. <laughs> I feel like yeah, John would I, like I it as, as, a, as a curler. You would like it. It's almost, I mean, it's got a little bit of curling in it, you know? True. I do like any like crokinole uh, yeah. or any type of game like that, that kind of shuffleboard, you know, it's weird because I don't think curling really has any translatable skills 
as far as that stuff goes, but in your mind, it does. Like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm one of the best players on earth at shuffleboard because of course I am. I mean, I'm, a, I'm one of the best curlers on earth. So of course I'm also good at this table game where you use a, where you have a small puck and you like, and I think I'm okay at it, but it's like, yeah, you get cocky uh, about that stuff. But bumper pool to me, I feel like it's stuck in my brain as like a sitcom trope or something where it's like only old. It's like pinochle. It's like I just for whatever reason, that's just lodged in my brain as like an an activity that exclusively is done at senior centers. And I know nothing about it. Like I I couldn't and I love pool, but I couldn't tell you anything about what bumper pool is or how you're supposed to play it or What's I don't know. Um, you know, you always see like in cruise ships and stuff, the old it's kind of like shuffleboard, but it's like with the big stick and you see the old people. Yeah. What's that game? That is shuffleboard as well. They use the it's the they same the name, name for. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's like, wow. I think you're probably supposed to call it like table shuffleboard, like you call ping pong table tennis or whatever. But right. But yeah, the big version of it is also called shuffleboard. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I'm not accepting of that. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, I'm not uh, uncomfortable enough to do any research. Yeah, no, it's not. So I, I'm, I'm in this weird position where I'm just got to. I got to just accept this. You just thing have to that accept I what I'm telling you. To be horse crap because you're, it's not worth. You're going to find yourself on a cruise like three years from now, and you're you're in a you know you'll say to someone on the ship like, "Oh, you've been playing shuffleboard," and they'll look at you like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and you'll just have a flash. It'll be like the Spider-Man sounds flashing you back. You'll flash back to this moment in time. And be like John Cullen, that son of a bitch. He told me it was the same name, and he screwed me with this guy i've never met before from texas <laughs> are you a are you a cruise guy brent i i've i am like i feel like i would just hate a cruise but i've never done one i can't imagine i would like one so I, i've turned down many uh offers in the past to go do a cruise ship because i right, often comedy um, yeah. uh, i do stand up uh my most of my stand up is quite clean you know and they find that they like that idea and so but yeah that, i've always said no Hey, now's the time to like jump on idea. board, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what people are saying. Yeah. yeah. There's never been a more on the hygienic ground floor. time yeah. to get into a, a soap dish with a thousand other humans. And they've banned them from, they're not allowed to, to dock in Vancouver for all of 2021. So. Yeah. So there <laughs> you, know. you go. Yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, this is like the, this is the opportunity. I guess the pandemic is going to give you new opportunities to like get in on the ground floor of things. Like you could get in on cruise ship comedy now when like no one's on the ships and then you'll be the guy. And then like five years from now, when everyone's cruising again, I mean, it's, you got the market cornered. Yeah. You're, you're going to be rolling. <laughs> king, king of the sea. <laughs> the funniest man on the sea. <laughs> they call him Neptune. <laughs> you change your name to Neptune Butt. <laughs> Everyone's very confused at this late career turn. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I know like cruise ship comedy. He wears has a hook. Its... That's his hook is he actually wears a hook. That's his comedy hook. <laughs> I love the idea of you having a fake hook that you've written like 20 minutes of material about specifically for the ship. Um, I do feel like cruise ship comedy is weird in the sense that like, you know, a lot of people talk about how the money is really good, but it's like a pretty shitty experience because you got to do five or six nights in a row for the same people. And it's not super fun. I mean, I feel like you're, you're above that Brent in, in a lot of, you know, you're, you, you, if you were on a cruise ship, it would be, I feel like it'd be a strange, you're too good for it, I think. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's why I looked at it too. <laughs> that's the that's what I said to them in my email <laughs> response. I believe, I believe I'm too good for this. Don't you don't you think? I don't think you people have thought this through. How did you find this email address? <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't even be able to get this. Yeah. This is impossible. Yeah, that's so funny. I, yeah, I just, I think, uh, that's what I think of. I, I think of, I remember always when I was starting out, and, and Brent, maybe you have this sort of similar experience, and not to like, you know, not to shit on anybody, but I do know, like, there were a few comedians, particularly, like I said, when I was starting, who were would make, like, quite a bit of money on cruises. So they had this sort of, like, inflated opinion of themselves because they were making more money than just about anyone in Vancouver, but they wouldn't be here that often. You know, they're always away doing the cruises. And then when they would come back into town, they would pop in to do sets at comedy clubs or whatever. And that's a, just a different experience. Like you can be a very good cruise ship comedian and not a very good land comedian. And so <laughs> they would like come on to land and be not very good. And I, I always remember starting out and people would be like, Oh yeah, that's so-and-so like, I bet he makes six figures a year doing cruise ships whatever and then you'd watch them do a set and you'd be like holy smokes like that <laughs> do you think tough. they'd be do you think they'd be better if they were on land and the stage was sort of rocking side to side slowly <laughs> yeah you have to you have to put them at ease like that yeah you have to do some seagull calls from the back of the room <laughs> That kind of thing. <laughs> That's what they do. You know, some comedians will like try to get this. They'll, you know, they'll be like, I got a couple musical cues in this set. The cruise ship comedian just has like ocean sounds and they just insist <laughs> that they're played in the background while they're on stage. Yeah. And when the time is up, you don't light them. You fire a cannon. It's like the nine o'clock cannon. When the time is yeah. up, like cannon me at about when I got about two minutes left. <laughs> I got to do yeah. my killer porpoise bit at the end. <laughs> I got a big two-minute barnacle chunk. <laughs> it's really too tough. I can't see the red light. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not used to red lights. A cannon light is the night, only way uh, I'm getting off. Comedians' delight does not feel the. <laughs> they would get too confused because out on the high seas, it's all different. <laughs> to see a red light, it's a whole. It means, I don't know. You could do the red light, and something. it's it's sort of like it looks like it's it's like spinning like a lighthouse. So you just oh, see it like yeah, that's good. Yeah. Or it's like on a buoy, like it moves back and forth sort of <laughs> yeah. slowly, just like it's in the, yeah, this is good. I mean, I like, I like we're what we're coming up with here. here. This yeah. is solid. I think that's, you know, I was being mean to these cruise ship comedians, but it's actually, I was being a little bit nearsighted and I was not considering that they just were not meant to perform on land. It was just <laughs> too tough for them. They need that recreation of the, of the high seas. It's the same with the Kraken, you know, they're going to be no good on land. <laughs> yeah, Seattle building their arena out in the yeah, uh, Puget Sound. Arena. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that would be like hockey feels like a unique sport where that you could kind of like do shit like that and it would be awesome because it would still be playable, I think, in a way that other sports might not be if like either the ice was tilting or there were just like little mounds of like ice on the ice or I don't know. I mean, I'm having watched the Canucks, I'm used to the ice tilting in one direction. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, uh, it's a good bit. Bail. I've said this before, you know. One of the hardest things about being a Canucks fan is um, having to tolerate other Canucks fans. Because, I mean, there's so often, like, they, I can't stand the fair weather nature. It rankles me so, so much. Like, <laughs> I just threw that I in had your this face. conversation, like, one time, I, you know, I, I was going down to the grocery store, I had my Canucks hat on. 
a couple of years back. And I got on the, and some guy I don't even know, total stranger, says to me, bet you're not, I bet you're wishing you weren't wearing that hat today. And I go, why? He goes, they lost last night. I mean, you, I would, just, you would never be wearing just, the hat. Burns, burns all his Canucks paraphernalia, every loss. What a costly endeavor this is. I like the idea that every morning you're supposed to consider whether or not you can wear your Canucks yeah. hat based Who's on the in results first place of the previous today? night. Yeah. yeah. I got to yeah. buy a bunch of new gear. <laughs> That's what Stefan's doing. He's buying a ton of new gear. He's already. Yeah. Didn't you, did you get a shirt or a hat, Stefan? No, I got, a, I got I ordered a Seattle Kraken coffee mug. So we're waiting. Oh. On that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dipping my toes That's, in. So you know? It's like to me that it's like the most perfect thing that you could say right there. <laughs> Like that's some, if I was trying to mock you for this scenario, I couldn't have come up with something better than. Uh, this is going better than I, I could have hoped. <laughs> yeah, Stefan's a Kraken fan, but only in his own house and only from the hours of 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's the yeah, only, only time you know he's a, yeah. yeah, only at breakfast to see a Kraken fan, then we'll see. I mean, not, even like he, a, not even a goddamn beer mug, like a coffee. <laughs> I got if a you coaster. Wanna... I got a Kraken coaster. I almost bought coasters. <laughs> I don't want to do too much too soon. I'll get the mug and we'll see how well the team is. If the team is doing well, then I'll invest in the coasters. I might be a Canucks fan at the end of this episode again. <laughs> Brent uh, is just slowly needling you until I mean, you it's working, you know. But um, oh, I did make another, uh, maybe my dumbest pandemic purchase and it was like 15 bucks, but it was a, it's like an electric milk frother so I can have like lattes at home. And you, so you, you pour the milk into like a glass or a pitcher and then you, you put the little, it's like a little whisk and it just spins around mm. super fast and you, and you put it in there and then you, you know, put the milk on top of the, on, on top of the coffee. I mean, it tastes exactly the same. I, I think I'm still, I'm not able to make the lattes yet. I'm yeah. still like, this all, this all screams properly. hockey to me. This all, <laughs> this takes me back to when I was a little kid out in the dugout, you know, the frozen dugout and we'd play hockey for a bit and then we'd go sit down, fire up the latte machine. <laughs> takes me back, man. This is the roots, the roots of hockey. <laughs> That's why uh, Tim Hortons got started. He was yeah. like, he was a big oh, latte he man. loved the lattes. <laughs> Oh my God, that is insane. Uh, you know, I'm just going to, for Stefan, go ahead. You have to get on board. Here's the thing. Get on board, God damn it. If you're a fan of a team, you got to take the, you got to take the hits. You got to, you, you got to be like Willem Dafoe at the end of Platoon. On your knees, <laughs> bullets ripping through your torso. Ah, but I'm still here to, you know. But he dies at the end of that movie though, doesn't he? Yeah, but you got to take it. You know, okay. just. Yeah. <laughs> That's he what didn't hockey suddenly is. You take a bunch playing. of shots and then you die. He didn't become pro Viet Cong once That's they started true. shooting at him. He's like, hey, what? I'm on your guys' side. Uh, he's like, oh, that, sh that shot was really good. I think they got a pretty good chance I, I know, of winning my, this. My, gonna... my dad is texting me after this episode comes out, and I know he's going to be like, you know what, Stefan? Like, we have to, we have to, we made a mistake. We have to go back. <laughs> 
Oh my God. The two biggest moments in the Krakens and a soldier's life, the draft. Uh, it's going to be a really nice. That's what I said to Stefan. He's like, I'm turning into a Kraken fan. I'm like, wow. So you just are super excited for the expansion draft. Like I can't imagine being like, you know, if you live in Seattle, that's great, but it is, a, it's a weird thing where like, that's going to be legitimately one of the most exciting moments where you're like, Ooh, what players are we taking from the other teams? You know? Um, but yeah, that's uh, really strange to think about. I, yeah, I haven't well, even really put. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am definitely having second thoughts here. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to roll us out of this segment so that you don't have to take any more abuse from. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get some more. <laughs> yeah, you will, and we'll move on to our social media updates. What a good segue! Boy, was it smooth? Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to ya with an update on their social 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 media. Uh, Brent, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media right now? Oh my God, blowing up, blowing up. This, I've had a couple, you know, every now and then you get a, a couple of tweets hanging here. Oliver scratching at the door. He's had enough of my rambling. Uh, and I know, I, I know it's me because he can't hear you guys. I got headphones on. I'd like to think that he wanted to leave because of you guys, but it, I know it's me. So normally, you know, um, I don't know, a tweet, I'll put out a tweet and it'll get a couple hundred likes or something like that. 500 likes, you know. And then every now and then one will take off for whatever reason. I had two take off this week. Thousands Whoa. of likes and, you know, yeah. Just one of those days where it's like, and and I, I'm not even putting in a solid effort into my tweeting <laughs> right now because I, you know, my attentions are pulled elsewhere. I have a damn uh, uh, show I got to deliver. But um, the, the, the thing is, one of the ones that blew up is kind of a, you know, quasi political tweet, I guess. And so I've got a bunch of new followers from it, but I think they're probably, they're going to be on board. They're like, oh, this guy's got hot political takes. I got to follow this guy. And then it's just going to be pictures of my damn dog, you know? Yeah. That's I'm, how yeah, I always feel. Yeah. I'm the same way where I'll, I'll post something uh, funny. And then people are like, oh, this guy's going to post a lot of uh, funny stuff. And I had to change my my Twitter name to now. It, my Twitter name is just pictures of cats and sometimes links to my podcast. Because that's basically all my I can't my believe Twitter that was available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird because I think, well, I've, we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, my Twitter is just really bad. Um, in that, like, if you were, I'm all over the place. Like if you were following me for funny tweets, you're not going to get, you might get a couple, but there's not going to be that many. <clears throat> if you saw like some sort of like political or COVID take I had, I don't talk about that very often. I tweet about hockey. I tweet about curling. It's a wildly, I mean, I did the same thing as you, Brent. Like, I know you have a separate account for the Canucks, uh, for tweeting about them during games and stuff. I created a separate curling account. Because whenever I would tweet about curling, it was just, I was losing like 10 followers a tweet. And then especially during something like the Briar final, where I want to be like live tweeting it. Oh my gosh, it was a disaster. I was just hemorrhaging followers everywhere. So I, I yeah, had no choice but to create my own thing. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a good move on your part. Because uh, like, I, I don't want to, because um, I often mega tweet during the Connect games. And um, I thought right away, like, Norm McDonald's golf tweeting was driving me batty, you know? And I thought, I don't want to do that to anybody. 
yeah. somebody who couldn't care less about hockey or somebody who have a different team or whatever. And I'm just like clogging their timeline with 82, like just pointless hockey tweets too. Like I'll say, oh, face off in the Canucks end. Right? That'll, that'll be a tweet from me. <laughs> Icing, I'll tweet. Well, who's, that? who's that helping? Although there are people who have told me that they uh, they aren't able to access the games and they kind of, they look at my feed because I'm active enough that I'm almost broadcasting the game. (laughs) I feel like I need an account just for refereeing. Like I, I, it's very often for me, that's the only time something will generally like push me over the edge where I'll get like so mad at either a penalty or a non-call that I just, I'll tweet it out and then I just delete it like two minutes later. I just need the like, in that moment, I need that instant reaction of like, you know, fuck the ref or whatever. And then I can, <clears throat> and then I can delete it after and just be like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm good. That's but not a bad idea. But well, it's not good either though. Cause people do still see it and they're like, oh my God, is he really tweeting about <laughs> the NHL referees again? Like, what the hell going on? <laughs> so it's not good. And then I just started a hockey radio show. So I'm on, I'm on Sportsnet 650 here in Vancouver and I, it's also a podcast. It's called Hockey Fight. If you want to listen to it at Hockey Fight Pod. Cheap. Now, when did this start? Because I, I I'm on the Sportsnet 650 quite often. On the oh yeah, uh, just, just a couple weeks ago, I have my car radio dialed to 650. Yeah, it's um, myself and Brendan Bachelor who does the play by play for Sportsnet 650. It's a uh, yeah. It's every Saturday 2 p.m. Uh, we we get on the radio and we talk uh, we talk puck. So. And that's a cool way to just, you want, if you were curious, that's a cool way to say that you talk about hockey. Yeah. I was thinking of tuning in, but then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we, we have that. And so now I do feel like there are people who are following me for hockey takes, but then most of my followers are not. So it's like a weird, so then I'm like, do I create a hockey Twitter as well? And then I'm like. Who am I? You're going to have like three or four accounts at that Oh my God. It's a disaster. I don't need that shit, you know, but you brought your hockey Twitter back, Stefan. So maybe it's time. Maybe I need to have one. Maybe you should. Yeah. Give it a go. What's your, what's your hockey Twitter? I got to, I'll go follow it. I'll follow it from my Canucks account. My BB on Canucks. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's Uh, a hockey, hockey fight pod. Oh, that's yours. And then mine is, is hockey dipshit (laughs) two. Hockey dipshit too, because <laughs> yeah, he was hockey dipshit one when he was but a Canucks fan, or, and now he brought it back. Well, I might hockey be a Canucks fan too. again. We'll we'll see how. Well, that's true. Brent goes. is do, doing pretty I mean, well. He's doing so a far great here. job. Yeah, yeah, putting on the full court press, <laughs> embarrassing you. It's nice, Brent, because usually what happens is guests will come on this show and they pick on me uh, because Stefan picks on me. Um, and then the guests usually pick up on that quite early on and they're like, oh, okay, so this is what the show is. We pick on John. Um, <laughs> so this has been a really, I mean, it's been 116 episodes and very rarely has it been almost solely the focus of picking The, the on. listeners will love this. They will. I, they yeah. will. It's a fresh new spin. It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> that's what I, I bring fresh new, uh, fresh new ideas to any project. That's what I, that's what I do. <laughs> I love what that. if we turn this on its head? I'm that guy in the uh, problem solving department. You yeah, know what I mean, we should do is turn it. this thing inside out and have a look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, so I've noticed uh, you guys are kind of always making fun of John. Uh, <laughs> what what have you made fun of Stefan for a whole episode? I think, you think people would like that. Wow, this okay, is like yeah. an audio podcast. Hear me out. What if it was just pictures? <laughs> no sound at all. You just people would dial up. They'd look at you guys. <laughs> 
you know, give it a try. It's worth a try. What's the cost? It costs you nothing to do this. (laughs) (laughs) This is free. These are free ideas and it's a free thing you can do. Oh my God. Yeah. Seven, we should look into that. I mean, I don't know that you and I photograph well enough to make that happen, but no, but I've been doing a lot of uh, pull-ups recently. So (laughs) you have to be the whole hook. See, I'm your PR guy. This is your whole hook. Get a load of this. It's only pictures, but here's the twist. They're not much to look at. (laughs) That's the twist. It's not like a couple of dream boats. You see what I'm saying? It's a couple of uh, mildly off-putting, aesthetically displeasing guys. And and the whole thing is pictures. That's a good bit, actually. Yeah, because you you would expect if if our whole thing was pictures that we would would look good. It's what we call in the business the old (laughs) twisteroo. The inside-out ski. Okay, we got to... Okay, Dan, are you writing this down? No. Yeah, Dan, write that down, please. I'm reminding myself of a guy that used to come down to years ago, me and Jamie Hutchinson ran a comedy club and this guy showed up one day in the afternoon when we were there, like getting ready for the night show. And he was like in sweatpants and he was kind of a sketchy looking dude, um, probably in his mid sixties or something. And he wanted us to hire him uh, because he used to, he used to work at the old cave nightclub in the sixties and he could spot the hookers. That was his pitch for us to hire him. (laughs) I can spot the pros, he called them. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, maybe that's what we need. We, yeah. we gotta, I mean, Stefan, I would like to, you sort of said a comment that kind of went under the radar a little bit. You said you've been doing pull-ups. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another pandemic thing that I'm, I'm starting. Um, I've been doing pull-ups. I got some resistance bands as well. Um, oh my God. drinking like, protein Like did you shakes. buy like a pull-up bar? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh my it's God, great. man. I love it. It must be easy for you to do pull-ups because you only weigh 95 pounds. It's, yeah, that's the best part, right? Everyone yeah. says pull-ups are so hard, but they're, they're really easy for me. So <laughs> yeah. it's great. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you noticing? Are you getting jade or what? Um, I mean, I'm noticing because I was getting, I was drinking a lot of beer during, during the pandemic, and I, I still am, um, and eating pretty <laughs> poorly. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've talked about the smoothies. I got the, the Vitamix uh, blender mm-hmm. recently, and that's been a yep. game changer. Um, so I've, I've noticed it's been, you know, like three or four weeks uh, since I started doing uh, pull-ups and, and actually exercising. And there's, there's a bit of a change. I'm still the classic, like, skinny fat guy, you know? Right. Um, Take off your shirt. Let me see. Well, let's... Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in, the, in the top three at the, at the end of the episode. <laughs> Once it becomes all pictures. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're That's the all-picture format. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stefan and I with our shirts off with our lumpy bodies. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, what's going on in your social media? Well, I saw this uh, uh, a few days ago, and it's just something that's, that's very impressive. I'm not sure how well it's going to translate to, uh, uh, you know, we, we just discussed this is, a, this is an audio-heavy format. Um, <laughs> but it, it might help. Uh, and, you know, we can talk over uh, this video. But what this is, is this is a guy who... Uh, set up. Uh, uh, he's playing Super Mario World, and he set it up so that it is entirely controlled by his voice. Uh, and oh so, he, so he's attempting to to beat a level using only his voice. Uh, and and Dan has the video here. We can we can watch it. We can obviously talk over it. Uh, but you're gonna hear him. And every time he's talking, he's he's trying. He's controlling Mario. Uh, in the game, uh, you know, we brought up pinball and arcade machines earlier, so uh, I figured, why not? I mean, this uh, would be cool if it works uh, from like uh, an ability standpoint, right? Like, uh, you know, it might help. 
absolutely uh, with disabilities 100 percent. yeah um but yeah okay i i do feel like there's going to be something here that i'm going to enjoy so it's just this is just like for once i'm doing a social media update with a video and i'm not doing a video trying to upset or make john uh uncomfortable this is just this is actually just something very impressive uh so let's here we go dan step right step right step right (laughs) jump right Long jump high. High it's, jump right. Run that's right. very impressive. Jump. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> now this is where it gets crazy. Oh, interesting. Stop. Very pleasant voice, high too. High jump left. High jump right. Step right. Step right. This only works Step if you have right. a very posh accent. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Feels like I'm listening to a GPS One right jump now. Free. <laughs> Screw you, Liverpool. Tap left. <laughs> Tap left. Slow two jumps. Whoa! One jump. Okay, that's incredible. Cool. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I freeze. I'm not very good at, at Super Mario. Tap left. I've I've tried playing it One on like freeze. emulators and stuff. Um, Tap left. This is genuinely very impressive. And he's on the, the platforms, the yellow bricks that like shrink into one brick. You know what I mean? Crap. <laughs> one jump freeze. Step right. One jump freeze. This is great content for an audio. I know. Podcast. Well, anyway. We're loving it. We're, uh, I'm loving it. One it's, it is great. very impressive. It is actually good audio because Step he has right. a nice sounding voice. He does. He's got 15 seconds left. One jump freeze. One jump freeze. Oh. Run right. Yeah. Oh so my God. <laughs> I, I do think, John, you, you raised a good point just just from an, an ability standpoint. I think it is like genuinely like it could be like a very, very helpful thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I just wouldn't have the patience for it. Right. Because no, certainly not. And not watching it either. It wasn't a great watch. You know, you can, like it was you, interesting, but, it you know, you can I only don't need to... you can really only say things that are like associated with the game right and and john we we've recently started playing uh video games together a lot more we're on the same nhl 21 team john mm-hmm. is our is our goalie and he's, he's quite good um but there's a lot of cursing and and complaining when, when we're playing so i feel like voice activated stuff oh, wouldn't be too good for us it's mostly me i mostly curse and complain <laughs> i also hit i i hit my couch a lot i've got a leather couch and then when i hit it it makes a really loud it's really noise. loud yeah Get very, I get very mad. Um, yeah, no, that would be really hard for us because you'd, but yeah, you, maybe you could program something in where like whenever you swear, it kind of does something. So then you can like work it in, you know? Well, that's one of my, my favorite sports video game things ever was, I believe this was like FIFA, uh, 16 or 17 had a feature where, um, if you had your Xbox's like microphone on, uh, and you you swore after like a bad play or something, the ref would give you a card for, for oh, cursing as if, as if you were the actual manager. <laughs> now um, that's cool. Which I think is, is, is great. And I think they should bring something like that back. But uh, that's what yeah. I need. Yeah. I need a ref to card me in my game. Just to calm <laughs> you down, you know? Teach um, me a lesson. John, what's, what's going on in your social media? Well, you know, it's been a slow week. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I don't care. But this is very funny. To this me. is exactly what you told me not to do on your lengthy uh, homework <laughs> email that you sent me. I know. Did I you know, read like, the whole don't... email, Brent? Yeah, because I That's was a dog a at the extent of uh, homework <laughs> that comes with being a guest in this program. <laughs> It's a lot of homework. What can we say? And you're doing great so far. I feel feel like I send that email out and a lot of guests, they breeze through it. They don't get what's going on, but you're a true pro. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm joking. Like I, I, I'm saying that as a way of also setting up the bit I'm, I'm doing here. So it's okay. Good save. Good save. Thank you. I needed it. Um, but, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, Howie Mandel, uh, on Twitter has this kind of like, I guess it's like a bit where like people will send him, like very poor fan art, but he like thanks them genuinely for it. Um, and so this one was really funny. Uh, th- I saw this, this is from earlier in January. Uh, someone sent Howie a tweet and they just said at Howie Mandel, Hey bestie, do you like what I made? And it is this gif and I'll show you guys and then I'll explain it after. Oh wow. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> it is a gif of a heart-shaped good. locket opening, and one side of the locket says, Howie Mandel, my beloved. And then the other side is just a picture of Howie Mandel. Being and Howie beloved. just <laughs> Howie quote tweeted it, and all he wrote was THX. As in, thanks. That's great. Uh, that's that's very pleasant. That's nice, you know? We we <laughs> very rarely have uh, you know, celebrity social media updates that are that are like that. But I feel like, yeah, he's got a very pleasant Twitter account and a very nice Twitter. It presence. seems like it. Like, yeah, he. Uh, but people take advantage. So I think like this one kind of went viral. It got like twelve thousand retweets and it's got hundreds of thousands of likes. And now I think people are like taking advantage of it. They're doing like really like stick drawings and stuff and sending them and being like, Howie, do you like this or whatever? Um, so I I feel like that is sort of the problem with the internet, right? It's like, we can't just have this one bit where it's like a locket and it, you know, it's funny. It's a good thing. We have to drive it into the ground, which I don't like. Yeah. The the yeah. bit that I love is uh, Gordon Ramsay is, is on Twitter and yes. he is hilarious on there because people will send him pictures of uh, very bad looking meals and basically ask him to roast the meals. And he happily obliges. And uh, it's it's a whole lot of fun. I mean, that's a whole like, thing. No, no, we wanted you to actually roast it because <laughs> it, we cooked it poorly. I think only you can properly roast this. And these are beef. these are bad meals too, because they're they're from like British people, right? So they're they're like another level. <laughs> yeah, um, they they got a weird sense of what's good there. Yeah, but but he's he's great. Um, he's he's got a good he's got a good sense of humor about himself. I feel like Doctor Phil is sort of the same way. Um, mm. um, but really yeah, like the, I don't really like the premise where we're giving Doctor Phil a compliment. No, I I know, but his Twitter presence is pretty funny. Yeah, what I saw something from him the other day. What is he? Uh, what's his like kind of main thing that he does? Isn't there some kind of like bit that he has that he that he like consistently he, does? He posts a lot of very strange pictures of himself. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what I saw. Yeah. yeah. That's a, so he, he's stealing our idea do. that Brent yeah. has for us. Yeah, he really is, but it's working for him. So maybe it will work for us. You know, I will say I had a tweet. Speaking of Dr. Phil, speaking of doctors, yeah. I had a tweet this week. You know, sometimes you have a tweet where you're a little bit nervous to send it because you're like, oh, people might take this the wrong way. They might get upset about it, whatever. 
you guys know I'm a huge Jeopardy fan or well, yeah. Brent, you probably don't know that, but Stefan, you know, I'm a huge Jeopardy fan. Uh, and so that right now they're doing, um, they're going through a bunch of guest hosts. So right now, Ken Jennings is hosting the show, but they've got Katie Couric is going to be doing some Aaron Rodgers, uh, et cetera. And they just announced this week that one of the guests hosts is Dr. Oz. Um, oh. just a, just a truly detestable human being that I hate. And so I had this tweet and I was like, Dr. Oz hosting Jeopardy is worse than the coronavirus. And <laughs> I was like nervous because again, I sort of thought like, you know, people might be like, Oh my, you know, my grandma died from coronavirus. Like this, you shouldn't be making fun of this trivializing it. Um, but I think I found a sweet spot where people genuinely hate Dr. Oz so much that no one complained. Every it got like 200 <laughs> likes and everyone's just like, yeah, that's a fair yeah. comment. Actually, and that does seem much worse. Like, I lost my grandmother to the, and I, I agree with you. So it's, <laughs> it's the same people you were worried about, but they're, they're on board. <laughs> they're Those, on board. I, yeah. I, I'm a bachelor now because I've lost my uh, wife to this. I'm a widower. The love of my life died, but, and I'm on board. <laughs> with what you're saying <laughs> yeah it was nice I, I was it was it was a nice like little it's a nice slide under the radar when i was a little bit worried that i might be uh treading onto cancellation territory and speaking of being canceled let's move on to our block tale what did you tweet you brought receipts block tale woo no longer can see that post it's a block tale woo you probably deserved it. It's a block uh, So, Brent, I do know for a fact you read my email. You read the homework I gave you. So, you know mm -hmm. from that that this is the portion of the show where you tell us about a time that you got blocked on Twitter. Uh, what do you have for us, please? Well, the the go back and read your own email. You put it forth in a way that uh, I think <laughs> lets me out of this. Listen, <laughs> I spend a good portion of my day reading contracts. So, I've... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I found a, no, see, it was kind of like it's as you alluded to earlier. I'm not somebody that uh, I don't think people generally block, and also I don't know if somebody has blocked me. I don't know how the hell would I know if they blocked me. I would have to go find the person's account and see if they, you know what I mean. And I don't. I, I've never done that in my life. I don't know how to do it. So, and then the other side of this is like, well, you could tell a story about somebody you blocked yes so uh i thought well you know what i don't think i've blocked anybody so i went and i looked in that i've blocked 35 people oh, wow. i legitimately thought there was going to be zero i've blocked 35 people and most of them i have no idea i haven't blocked anybody for a long time because i don't i, I here's one of the things i've learned that people some people it's like a feather in their cap you know <laughs> they like to be blocked and they if you block them they put the thing like people do that with trump right I'm blocked by Trump or whatever. So it's like a badge of honor. So I, the people that are annoy the hell out of me that I don't want to, I don't want to give them the satisfaction, but, um, I don't. So these people, I haven't blocked anybody for a long time. So I was going through the list. There's like, I can give you the names of this, these people that I've blocked. <laughs> like, and it's almost like their names explain why, you know, you could almost like this guy, Lewis Tits McBooby. So I can only imagine he said something that, uh, you know, didn't jive with my personal outlook on life. Come slut Kylie. <laughs> 
which is weird. The Kylie has two E's at the end. Come slut Kylie E. Yeah, because come slut Kylie was taken. It's kind of like a hockey dipshit, hockey dipshit two type situation. Kanye West. What the hell kind of a name is that for somebody? He goes by Ye. That's his thing. So anyway, I I have a list of people that I blocked. He he he. you know, I, I understand blocking Kanye because he was just saying a lot of ridiculous things. Do yeah. you do that, you mute right? people? Because I'm sort of yeah. the same way. Where I, I if if you um, yeah if you block someone, you're giving them like this free content where you know they can post a screenshot of it or like you said, yeah. put it in their bio. If you mute them, they're just yelling into the void and they don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they're howling into the wind. Uh, that's what I do. I mean, I muted a guy last night after the uh, Canucks got spanked. Um, uh, this person and and I'm, I'm I I don't think I'm trigger happy. I, this is the second time this person did it, so that for me that's like yeah okay. This is all you're doing is he would he just sends a a big picture of the Toronto Maple Leafs logo into my Canucks feed. That was that like, John. Well, I don't know why? <laughs> so that's type of thing. I didn't that, think you would talk about this on the show, Brent. But that's crazy. Mute. So yeah, I, I'm big on the mute. I'm quick yeah. mute. McGroot. <laughs> That's me. Your big blocks, McBlocky. Yeah. I wonder, I, I often, I'd like to go, I wish there was a way I could find out what it was that uh, Lewis Tits McBooby or Comes Like Kylie <laughs> said to set me off. I'm I'm sure <laughs> one of our listeners will will dig into it and, and, and figure it out for us. Yeah, they'll the only, find out. The only accounts that I block are like, brands that are, are using promoted tweets to, to get onto my feed. Uh, because the thing with that is that if you block promoted tweets, you start getting really weird promoted tweets. Mm. So you'll go from, you know, Hellman's mayonnaise uh, is, is promoting their mayonnaise on, on your feed. And then uh, you'll get a guy who is, uh, you know, replying to Elon Musk, uh, asking him to uh, like buy a PS5 for him. And that's the sort of promoted tweets I'm getting now. And it's it's so much better. It really does help with curating my feed. So I would recommend if you're going to block anything, block the promoted tweets. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm 100% on board with you for just muting everyone else because they have no idea. And it's it's great. Yeah. And I picture them being all happy and smug with their snappy little retort that they fired off at you. <laughs> and it's just not being heard at all. It's so this, this is win-win all around. They yeah. get to feel good about themselves. <laughs> I don't have to listen to it. It works on a lot of levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, the, the one I've been getting recently, which I'm leaving in my feed because it's very funny, the promoted wise, is I get this one. It's like, it's called The Daddest. It's like D A D D E S T. And it's like a blog for dads, I guess. But then, like, all of the content just seems to be like, sexual in nature so it's like this weird like the one promoted <laughs> I keep, yeah exactly like i keep getting this one where it's like uh it's like 13 yearbook captions like you won't believe or whatever but then like it, and then it shows little pictures of the yearbook captions it's all just women with large breasts that have done these like year and you're like i've okay. seen that one too yeah yeah <laughs> and you're like this is so sure okay the daddest yeah 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 we see what you're doing uh but i i leave it i leave it because uh the the promoted the the blog posts they're putting up are very funny and it's also funny to me because they only have like they don't have that many followers on twitter so like i love the idea that you're like i gotta pay i gotta pay to promote my tweets 
and we're not doing great. We're just, we're not, things aren't going super well, but this is our chance, you know? Use this trust fund for something good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we have a great listener block this week as well. This one comes in from William, and this is someone we've heard uh, from on the show before. He was blocked by Jonathan Shabon, a.k.a. the Food God. Uh, he was the subject of our show back when uh, Sarah Ramos and Caroline Goldfarb were on the show. Uh, and William sends in, uh, they say, Hi, boys. I was blocked by Jonathan uh, Shabon, a.k.a. Food God, for the second time today. <laughs> the first time was back in 2018 when he partnered with the roller coaster tycoon mobile app to release a series of in-game Food God branded oh restaurants, which just that sentence alone i love uh i understand every part of that sentence (laughs) i know it's just terrible i uh yeah i tweeted some dumb screenshots of his post and tagged him in a tweet saying he sucks uh he dm'd me to tell me to stop stalking his life then blocked me i still think it's funny to call mild criticism of a press release stalking and will sent in the all he did was uh quote tweet uh, the roller coaster tycoon update, and he just wrote, or they just wrote, finally, and that's it. And so yeah. apparently, that means he's stalking uh, food god's life. But I like also this, go ahead, this listener. I like that this listener thinks just look, telling somebody you suck is all is all like, and he he can't take that mild criticism. <laughs> I like that saying you suck. He thinks is mild criticism. <laughs> That's true, I guess. I feel like online like why wouldn't warps... you block somebody? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. I feel like online warps you a little bit, right? Where you're like, like if someone like Brent, if you and I were doing a show and someone in the audience yelled, you suck, like that would not feel good. You'd be like, oh, that's a that's mean. I can't believe they said that, you know, uh, whereas I think online it's like, yeah, if you don't have some like string of epithets it's like oh you can't oh you can't handle that you can't handle that i called you a little (laughs) sucky piss baby you know or whatever it's uh it's very funny and he also quote tweeted the uh uh, the the article, it says the Food God update adds six new food stands and quote, Food Palace, a large food court restaurant themed after the influencers, quote, signature gastronomic style and affinity for over the top foods and desserts. Players can offer their guests tr- treats such as tropical smoothies, donut waffles and hot dogs with ketchup, among other menu items. And so Will had wrote on that tweet. Oh, whoa, nice. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, then got blocked. Yeah. And then uh, two years later, uh, this is uh, Will says, I hadn't thought about him much until yesterday when he appeared on my Instagram feed in a promoted post for a local pickle company. I decided to check up on his page and I saw that he is still doing some really dumb food videos where it seems like he has never actually eaten food. Here is a good post where he tries to pour some sprinkles and other things on a dry cookie. For some reason, he also wants us to guess how many toppings he pours on the cookie. He also does this thing where he reposts other people's food videos, but adds a voiceover to imply that he is actually the person at the restaurant. Here's a recent post of some kebab that's actually from a restaurant in Sweden. I commented to ask if he had been kicked in the head by a horse or something. He replied to my comment to let me that no, to let me know that no, he had not been kicked in the head and blocked me. Love the pod. Well, fair enough. Will. But does yeah, this so. William guy feel like this? Does he think this isn't giving him a stalkerish vibe? <laughs> like, is he like to prove how much I'm not a stalker? 
I'm going to tell you all the times that I <laughs> breezed. And here's all the things that the guy said. And this is why I said, the guy writes an essay about how little he cares about the guy. Yeah, William, the, I'm on, I don't know who this person is you're talking about. The chef, the goofy chef or whoever. I'm on his God, side. Yeah. The food <laughs> okay. guy. I'm, I'm on his side, William. There we go. There we wow, go. Brent has taken a stance. Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of our whole show, Brent. Uh, just <laughs> mostly, mostly people. I'm here to turn, the, turn this whole thing on its head. You're right. We're doing the yeah. old Twisteruski. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Here's another time some guy wouldn't let me call him a shit sack. <laughs> Can you believe this? <laughs> That's. I'm only now coming to grips with the premise of the show. <laughs> Like, like I never would have agreed to be are, on this thing. <laughs> a bunch of people who are upset that other people didn't like being called an asshole. <laughs> I will say one thing I like about Food God is he, and we heard this from when we had our past guests on who were blocked by him. Um, he always hits you in the DM first before he blocks you. And I, that's kind of a sweet power move to just be like, he like, he's always like, fuck you. And then blocks you. Yeah. Um, and I, I respect that move. That's, yeah, a nice, you can't that's similar to, I used to, uh, we had one of the ADs on, uh, when we were filming corner gas live, his name was Elfie. And he was, uh, this is, it's also great because he had an Irish accent cause he was from Ireland. So, but ADs, you know, once they yell roll sound, nobody can say anything. Right. So he would save his roasts or his burns till just before. And it was so fantastic. Like he'd be in an argument with a grip or something and the grip would like say something sassy to him. And then he would just before he's going to yell roll sound, he'd roast the guy, you know, like, yeah, well, you're a big dumb asshole. Roll sound. There was no possible comeback. It was fantastic power move. I love that. That's the real life DM and then block. Uh, Shout out to Alfie. Uh, A great, a great man. No, no doubt. Uh, If you want to send in a listener block, which maybe you don't now uh that you, you don't know whenever uh brent Bubble if you want to tell us about the time you. that the person you're stalking felt uncomfortable by your <laughs> attention let us know yeah let us know send us an email at blocked at blockedparty.com. you can also fill out the form on our website uh you can also head over to patreon.com slash blocked party uh, where five dollars a month gets you access to four bonus episodes every single month obviously this is bp sweeps month we got a lot of great stuff coming up we got a bonus episode coming up this week i uh, with two beloved former guests of the show that uh, is going to be chaotic and wonderful. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. And that next week we've got, <laughs> well, <laughs> we that's got chaotic whole... and wonderful. Come, they're in town. <laughs> that's their names. Uh, they changed them. It's crazy. Uh, and then we've also got, uh, we've got a trivia party with the Doughboys coming up next week. That's going to be a ton of fun as well. And we've got some other nice surprises uh, for you for the rest of sweeps month, some more big guests, uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash block party. That's all over there. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. You can rate review, subscribe, all that stuff is good. And if you like the show, just tell a friend. That's always nice too. Uh, Brent, we always like to finish the show with a top three suggested by our guest. Uh, what do you have for us? Top three, uh, either I'm maybe this is against the rules. No, this is top give us three monsters, either movie monsters or like, um, you know, Urban legend kind of monsters. Ooh, Ooh that's I, good. I like, I like that. that. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Um, uh, Brent, Brent, what's you your number start three? With your number three. Yeah, I'm gonna go with number three. I'm gonna go with uh, Dracula slash Nosferatu, just because of um, 
uh, legacy, legend, the, the amount of horror that that character has brought into the world in terms of, you know, different movies and uh, books and the whole vampire, you know, spawning the whole vampire thing, which is so just out of uh, impact on the world of horror, I'm going to say Dracula slash Nosferatu. Yeah, we wouldn't three. have Twilight without Dracula. So that's. Yeah, that's why that's mainly that's why I'm <laughs> such yeah. a Dracula fan. I figured, yeah. Whew. I gotta go if we're if we're opening up urban legends here. I gotta go with uh, the Mothman. Big fan mm. of the Mothman. Yeah, there's uh, cool. there's a statue of the Mothman uh, over in the Eastern United States. Um, you know, there's the the Mothman prophecies. What um, is this? I don't know what this is. Tell me. It's about a the it's a man who has uh, it's it's like a, a humanoid with with moth like wings. Okay, uh, and and so hence. The, the moth man that sure. was the first name they thought of but i mean honestly that's, that's if you can think of a better i guess man moth maybe no Mothman's um, it i think yeah but i gotta go with Mothman, you know uh because mm. you hear a name like that and and he delivers you get exactly what you expect and, and i have to respect that so Mothman number three <laughs> i'm a, i got wings i'm a, I'm kind of a man i look like a moth yeah. what more can I you ask for uh this this is good my number three i'm gonna go the grim reaper it's not a monster. Um, it is to me. You do you not fear death, Stefan? <laughs> yeah, but you can fear things that aren't monsters. That's not a monster. It isn't. The Grim Reaper is a monster. Uh, you know what? People can weigh in. And no, they're going to be mad at you. I don't like give saying, a sh- it's any- like saying a tornado is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's a and it is. Have you seen Twister, Brent? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, that shit's wild. Um, you gotta, we should have drilled down on the definition of monster before this. Yeah. Okay. You guys don't think the Grim Reaper is a monster? You can say I, the Grim Reaper is a monster, but you you know the backlash you're going to get from our listeners. So I this th- is on to you. To me, oh my god, they're all very <laughs> pro death. The listeners here, they're very pro death. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, That's why they okay, were fine, fine with your Doctor Oz post. You know, they they like death. <laughs> okay, fine. You so you, I need to change it? No, no, no. You can you can stick with the Grim Reaper, but this is this is on your head. So. <laughs> You can okay. deal with the backlash. Well, I just think the Grim Reaper is scary, but can also be funny. Like kind of an inherently like funny guy <laughs> just carries around a Reaper in a cloak. Um, anyway, you guys have really derailed me here. John, John's, know, number two, whole... John's number two, society. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> How did you know? Just Teasing. wait till we get to my number one. You're going to be furious. <laughs> uh, Brent, you're number two. I'm just, fuck. Number two um, is a. It's difficult for me to hone in on number two. Number three and number one are easy in my mind, um, but I'm going to go with kind of another classic, which may lead into my first one, and that's Wolfman, Werewolf, Lycanthrope, Lupinus Metamorphicus. I don't know if that's an actual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. Sounds close. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds like it sounded fit. great. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Wolfy Wolfman. You know, is you're a guy, and then the Full moon hits you. Uh-oh. There goes this shirt. And uh, whammo. You become a, a upright wolf. Terrifying concept. I love yeah, that. That's a great choice. A lot of songs about him, too. Oh. Werewolves of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, yeah. Okay. number two. Number two, uh, Bigfoot slash the Yeti. I'm going to go with, with both of them as, as my number two. Um, they're not even real 
No, but but I I remember growing up and 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 being into Unlike cryptozoology. The Grim yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Grim Reaper is real, Brent. Thank you. Finally, I knew you'd come on my side. But you know, eventually. you get the 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 footage of of Bigfoot or or the Yeti, and I think that's uh, that's very cool. I, I I like them when a monster is like semi believable. You know, like like in in deep down in my heart, I think I think Bigfoot is out there somewhere. You know, who knows? He could be. Um, but, uh, Bigfoot, the Yeti, Abominable Snowman, uh, uh, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them. Um, I think just, uh, just a very neat concept. Uh, and, and I like any monster or urban legend where there, there is kind of grainy footage of, of, uh, the monster <laughs> in question. So, uh, Bigfoot maybe Bigfoot is, is blurry two. and that's the problem. It could be. Yeah. It's great. John. Great question posed by Mitch Hedberg. My number, number two, two is, uh, Clifford, the big red dog. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that would be great, though. I mean, that's I better like, that's than a, the Grim Reaper. You think so? That the yeah. Clifford's more, of, more of a I guess monster the, the, than the sort of like attempt they made to CGI Clifford does have a bit of a monster feel to Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my number two, I'm gonna go. Uh, so the thing is, and this is always an issue for me. I'm not a big movie guy, and I'm not a big scary movie or monster movie guy. So this pick is solely based on one film that I enjoyed the soundtrack from, and that is Godzilla. Uh, big time Godzilla 2000 fan, the soundtrack, incredible, uh, great stuff on there. Great cover of heroes by the wallflowers. You got puff daddy insulting the memory of, uh, Led Zeppelin by making a song using the riff from cashmere. You've got no shelter rage against the machine. Anyway, great soundtrack. <laughs> Godzilla, scary monster frightens me. They've got that new Godzilla movie coming out. Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm excited for that. That I do think is going to bring new metal back, which is awesome for me. And uh, yeah, Godzilla number two. People should go watch the original King Kong versus Godzilla from the, like the sixties or seventies, like Japanese, you know, the guys in the suits fighting in the, in the, on the model town. It's quite awesome. It's a fantastic movie. I've been meaning um, to do so, a, a, an old Godzilla kind of a film festival since I've been home. Because I, I remember watching them growing up and, and really You can watch them while you do yeah, pull-ups. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, my number one, has this ever happened before? Or my number one has already been somebody else's number? Because for me, my a big portion of my life has revolved around Bigfoot Sasquatch. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And yes, I'm, this I'm, has happened before. You're it's totally you're, fine. You're in a yeah. good spot to have him in your number one. Or them, <laughs> I'm fascinated or by it and I always have been. From the time I was 10 years old, I remember <laughs> the uh, when I first heard about it, we were out at a friend's house, like a family friend, you know, that my dad worked with, and we're there for supper or dinner or whatever. And um, he was a Hungarian guy. He had an accent. He was fun to listen to talk the way he but he was talking to my dad whose name was herb he said herb you hear these stories these people say about this goddamn big thing they see in the woods big hairy thing like a sasquatch they call him bigfoot you see he hear these stories my dad's like i don't know i think i heard something something about that god i wouldn't like to see him he's a huge they say he's the eight ten feet tall this thing and i was immediately i was just enamored and i was on the floor drawing as i always did as a kid and i immediately started drawing sasquatch not having a good comprehension of what 10 feet was and i drew him about the size king kong was in the movie he had a car under his arm i remember the one i drew sasquatch <laughs> hell yeah but i became immediately fascinated by the concept uh of you know gigantopithecus black eye still w- wandering wandering the woods yeah, 
That makes sense. I and feel like that's a Pacific Northwest thing for sure. Yeah. But I grew Not up in Saskatchewan where you could yeah, see Sasquatch coming for 20 <laughs> miles. You'd be like, uh-oh, here he comes. There's a 10-foot creature in the wheat. What's, By the time the kids on? get home from school, we're going to have to think about packing up and moving because the Sasquatch <laughs> is headed this way. So there was no... I used to do a stand-up bit of my act about Sasquatch in Saskatchewan laying down in the ditch trying to hide. You know, oh, No place man. to hide. He's in a culvert. <laughs> Sasquatchowin. Is that a thing? It's absolutely a thing. All right, cool. That's a thing. Uh, Um, Stefan, you're number one. Well, John, you brought up uh, Godzilla, and uh, my choice is in the the Godzilla universe. uh, uh, In the most recent Godzilla movie uh, is is kind of the big bad guy, and that's uh, Ghidorah, uh, who is the uh, three-headed dragon alien from outer space. Mm. Uh, just, uh, I remember having a couple toys of, of him growing up, um, easily my favorite Godzilla, uh, enemy, uh, the coolest monster in the Godzilla franchise, I think, uh, next to Mechagodzilla, Mechagodzilla is pretty sweet as well. Um, but you know, Ghidorah was the best part of the, the last Godzilla movie. Um, you know, he, he dies at the end of it, unfortunately, but maybe he'll come back Boiler. Uh, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, anytime you can have a monster that has more than one head, I'm, I'm on board. The Hydra from Greek mythology, mm-hmm. uh, also similarly enamored with that monster. Uh, but that's my number one is Ghidorah from the Godzilla franchise. Okay. This is going to really upset people. Oh, no. Um, but that's okay. I don't care. It's your wheelhouse. It is. You're, right. <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, so you know, Brent was talking, he said urban legends. And I think like a lot of urban legends that people have like boogeyman, the boogeyman is high up on the list of, of, you know, urban legends that people are scared of. Sure. Now for me, I had a very specific boogeyman who was a real person. Uh, when I was like eight years old, I watched an episode of unsolved mysteries and there was a story of a man who would kidnap women um, assault them and then, um, put them in a sleeping bag and duct tape it. They, they didn't kill them. He just would, he would like, that was his way of like escaping. He would put them in a sleeping bag, duct tape the sleeping bag, and then leave them in like a forest. And then he would drive away. So he never, he never killed anyone, but did, he was not a good guy. And I remember they showed a police sketch of this man's face and it was, quite literally the most evil like just the way the sketch was done the man's fate it was so evil and i was convinced for life this guy was after me i mean i i cannot tell you how many years i very clearly had this man's police sketch picture in my mind and i was like this guy's gonna come at night he's gonna kill me he's gonna put me in a sleeping bag I'm screwed. This is a nightmare. And I mean, this is like in America. It's on some episode of Unsolved Mysteries, but I could not handle it. And that was to, quite frankly, the scariest thing on earth. So I used to, I'm not even joking. Okay. And this is, I mean, I used to sleep with my arms above my head because <laughs> I thought that if he came at night and I was asleep, he would see that I was like surrendering when he took like that, I wouldn't wake up if he came in the house, he would see that like, Oh, his, Oh, his hands are up. He's already surrendering while he's but, asleep. So for years I slept with my arms like this, John, just to be clear, your number one monster of all time is a guy. 
Yes, he's a guy who scared me quite a lot. Well, Brent, when he said urban legends, I felt like it kind of opened up the floor for me. I'm on, I'm on board this notion. I buy it because absolutely, humans can be monsters. There's no thank guess. you. His, historically, we're rampant with the. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. To me, I guess it was it's like, better than the Grim Reaper. I'll give you that. <laughs> to this to this day, John does not like to be stuffed into a sleeping bag and have it duct taped shut. <laughs> To yeah, this I day, that still bothers him. <laughs> I know, and that's a very normal thing for other people. But for me, <laughs> yeah. I just can't handle it. It's similar uh, to uh, a, a classic Bigfoot story, Albert Ostman, who claims that he was kidnapped by a Bigfoot uh, and held, held like a hostage by a Bigfoot family for a while. But when <laughs> wow. the story was, he's sleeping in a sleeping bag. And next thing you know, he feels something on his head, yoink, stuffs him into the sleeping bag, picks it up like a like a sock, like a sack. <laughs> he's inside and he's like, oh my God, something's carrying me around now. And he was like up the hill for a while, bumping, and he had a little jackknife. He said he cut a hole he could see and he was being carried and then dumped out in front of a family of Sasquatches. And the way he escaped, this this is, I love this part of the story. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound on this story. <laughs> He's, they hold, the family holds him for a few days. And then the way he escaped was he had some snuff in the pocket of his uh, trousers, his dungarees, his Bushman dungarees. So he pulled out the uh, snuff and he put a little uh, under his bottom lip and um, the the big Sasquatch grabbed it like it was food and like snarfed the whole thing down and had a bad reaction Rah! and ran to the <laughs> river and splashing water. And that was his opportunity to high tail us. <laughs> so now we know if we ever see a Sasquatch out in the wild, you just got to give him some chewing yeah. tobacco. Everybody yeah. out there, kryptonite, yeah. Freddy Krueger, if you don't believe enemy goes away, everybody's got the kryptonite. Sasquatch, dirty old tin of snuff. <laughs> I always like, I like the idea too that he has a jackknife and rather than cutting a human sized hole in the sleeping bag to get out of, he just cuts out two eye holes. So he's like, who's kidnapping me? I don't want to leave this situation. I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Uh, oh man. Yeah. So I, thank you, Brent, for backing me up. Uh, kind of, I, I just, I do think for me, not being into comic books or superheroes or monsters or whatever, that was just like a scary thing to me. Uh, but it's fine. If you want to get mad, people can get mad as they do with me every single week on this show. And it's yeah. totally fine. Uh, Brent, thank you so much for joining us on the program. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Before we go, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, no, just come on over. Follow me on. Uh, hey, I'm trying to uh, follow me on Instagram. That's Ooh, what okay. I'm, you know, All I'm right. doing, spending more time there at Brent Bud on Instagram. Excellent. Trying to push up to the 20,000 follower thing. Wow. We need it. Um, yep. And also, Brent, uh, a lot of our listeners are American. I know Corner Gas is available in America. They might not have seen it. Where can they find it uh, if they're yeah. an American listening to this? So uh, in the States, uh, on Amazon Prime or IMDb TV, um, all the... Uh, Six seasons of the Corner Gas, the live action, the original series, 107 episodes and the movie are there. And the first three seasons of Corner Gas Animated are all available in the States on IMDb TV, which you can access via Amazon. If you've got a Prime account, you can uh, you can get it. So that's so, yeah, it's in 60 countries now, Corner Gas. Wow. Like wow. Hell, eh? 
Oh, that's awesome. Were like Congratulations. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, we have listeners who I'm sure would not have uh, been exposed to corner gas before. So hopefully, uh, you guys all check that out and follow Brent yeah. on Instagram at Brent, Butt. he's also Brent, Butt on Twitter. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can donate to the show, patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod, and we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>